Welcome to the BecomeNew.me podcast with John Ortberg. Passage to Wisdom, Episode 26, How to Be Dull. Hey, I want to talk to you about how to be spiritually dry and emotionally dull. I want to talk to you about how to get spiritually dry or how to get emotionally dull and if you can manage to walk through life and avoid those things, then by all means go to it. But for the most of us, uh, part of what being human means is to go through times of dryness and dullness, times when God might seem far away, times when life seems difficult, times when the kind of spirit and energy that we all want to live with and uh, enjoy experiencing is more difficult for us to find. And actually, this is an inevitable part of life and a real important part of it. And so I want to talk to you about how do you go through it? Not how do you get there, but when you find yourself there, how do you navigate it? I'm John Ortberg, and this is Passage to Wisdom. We're looking today at a great passage from a great book, Screwtape Letters from C.S. Lewis. It's in the guise of letters from an older senior tempter, old Uncle Screwtape, to his nephew Wormwood. And this is about a very important law of human life. I actually talked about this on a video quite a while ago, uh, but this gives us a chance to look at it much more in depth. When this letter is coming to young Wormwood, he's quite excited because his patient, the human being that he's working on, uh, recently made a commitment to God, became a follower of Jesus, and initially was super excited about that. And now that initial excitement has begun to fade, And his tempter, Wormwood, thinks this is good. He thinks that he is triumphing and that the human being's spiritual sense of devotion is ebbing away. Here's what Screwtape writes. My dear Wormwood, so you have great hopes that the patient's religious phase is dying away, have you? I always thought the training college had gone to pieces since they put old slub gob at the head of it, and now I am sure. The idea here is there's some training college for young tempters. And by the way, I love the names that Lewis comes up with. Slub Gob is one of the best. Has no one ever talked to you about the law of undulation? Now, this is incredibly important for life, for your life, for your relationships, and particularly for you to understand about your spirit and me too. Humans are amphibians, half spirit, half animal. This is our nature. Uh, Uncle Screwtape goes on, the enemy's determination to produce such a revolting hybrid was one of the things that determined our father to withdraw his support from it. As spirits, they belong to the eternal world, but as animals, they inhabit time. This means that while their spirit can be directed to an eternal object, and of course that's God, Their bodies, passions, and imaginations are in continual change, for to be in time means to change. Their nearest approach to constancy, therefore, is undulation. The repeated return to a level from which they repeatedly fall back, a series of troughs and peaks. If you had watched your patient carefully, you would have seen this undulation in every department of his life, his interest in his work, His affection for his friends, his physical appetites all go up and down as long as he lives on earth. Periods of emotional and bodily richness and liveliness will alternate with periods of numbness and poverty. 
the dryness and dullness through which your patient is now going are not, as you fondly suppose, your workmanship. In other words, uh, they're not the product, or at least not necessarily the product of spiritual sloth on your part or my part or spiritual opposition from the realm beyond us. They are merely a natural phenomenon which will do us no good unless you make a good use of it. So the place where you and I start here is simply accept the reality of the law of undulation. And this will be true in your work, this will be true in your relationships with other people, in your friendships, in your family, and it will be true as you relate to God. There will be moments when worship, prayer, talking with other people about God, reading scripture, wanting to obey God will fill your heart with great enthusiasm and passion. And there will be other times um, when you find yourself feeling apathetic or dry or having a really difficult time with it. And to accept this, to not feel guilty when you're in a trough, to not be overly elated when you're in a peak or attribute that to permanent spiritual maturity will be a really important part of you and my life. Uncle Screwtape goes on. To decide what the best use of it is, you must ask what the enemy, that is what God, wants to make of it and then do the opposite. Now, it may surprise you to learn that in his efforts to get permanent possession of a soul, he relies on the troughs even more than on the peaks. Some of his special favorites have gone through longer and deeper troughs than anyone else. And we see this in the Bible with characters like Elijah, who after being on this incredible mountaintop experience, runs away from his life and is convinced that he's not even, his life's not willing to continue to live. If you've ever read a book of Mother Teresa's journals that was not published till after she died, one of the remarkable things about this remarkable woman is that after a very intense experience of God in spiritual life when she was quite younger, she lost that vibrant sense of God's presence with her for decades and was very confused by this. And ultimately, with the help of another spiritual director who was advising her, came to understand that actually by her own emotional suffering, she was equipped to deal with people who were physically suffering in ways that if she had just had one spiritual emotional high point after another, she never would have been able to relate with suffering people in that same way. Now, uh, Uncle Screwtape goes on. Uh, you must have wondered why the enemy doesn't make more use of his power to be sensibly present to human souls in any degree he chooses and at any moment. In other words, why doesn't God just make his presence visible and apparent to us all the time? Lewis writes, Screwtape writes, but now you see the irresistible and the indisputable are the two weapons which the very nature of his scheme forbids him to use. Merely to override a human will, as his felt presence in any but the faintest and most mitigated degree would certainly do. In other words, uh, we can be so overwhelmed by a powerful personality, it's hard to be ourselves. Imagine facing the power and glory and holiness of the God who created everything. And yet God wants us to be free. God wants to choose the good and to choose love freely. And so he's not able to overwhelm us with the clear certainty of his presence because we would never be free to choose the good then. 
And that's why Uncle Screwtape Goes On uh, uh, God allows people to go through troughs, dryness, spiritually difficult times. Sooner or later, he withdraws, if not in fact, at least from their conscious experience, all those supports and incentives that prop us up. He leaves the creature to stand up on its own legs to carry out from the will alone duties which have lost all relish. Now here's the hope. It is during such trough periods, much more than the peak periods, that it is growing into the sort of creature he wants it to be. Hence, the prayers offered in the state of dryness are those which please him best. He cannot tempt them to virtue as we do to vice. He wants them to learn to walk and must therefore take away his hand. And if only the will to walk is there, he is pleased even with their stumbles. stumbles. Do not be deceived, Wormwood. Our cause is never more in danger than when a human, no longer desiring, but still intending to do our enemy's will, looks round upon a universe from which every trace of him seems to have vanished, and asks why he has been forsaken, and still obeys, and still obeys. And of course, our model miraculously in this is God himself become a human being, Jesus Christ, who on the cross says, why, my God, have you forsaken me? And yet still says, your will be done, your will be done. I know those trough times. I know what it feels like to go through spiritual dryness. I don't say this as somebody who says, you know, I used to be in that and I've learned how not to be. I know them in these days. I know them as I watch suffering of a loved one that I don't understand and cannot make stop. And so when I'm in a dry time like that, I remember it will not go on forever. It will not last forever. I asked a few friends from help today as I was feeling that I called up my pal Sam and uh, he sent me back a text and a picture afterwards and ridiculed and mocked me as I knew he would. He can elevate my spirits more by mockery than other people can by encouragement. And I called my friend Cliff and I told him it was really hard and Cliff had that kind of clinically wise, careful presence. And I'm gonna go see my friend Gary in a little while and there will be such deep empathy from him. When you cannot carry on yourself, let some other people carry you. And don't give up, don't give up, don't give up, don't give up, don't give up. Darkness lasts for the night, but joy comes in the morning. In the troughs, even more than in the peaks, we are being made strong. We are odd little amphibians, but our Father never leaves our side. And we go through this together. I'm so grateful for you. You are such a deep part of my walking through this season with our God. And we do that for each other. Keep going. I'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for joining us. Receive alerts for new episodes by texting the word BECOME to the number 56525 or invite a friend by sharing the link BECOME